some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. It's the Process Podcast, episode 67. Zach, buddy yes, boy. Sir. Yep. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah? What'd you do today? Yeah. Uh, You know, just worked on very top secret stuff, that's all. Oh, really? Super yeah. top secret stuff? I like don't how, know. How... I don't know. To be honest, I, mean, you, I don't know. You, you have shown me images, and whether or not that makes <gasps> us both legally responsible, I don't really know can't imagine it's anything incriminating but i don't think so it's okay it's life that's how it goes it's all right though it's fine it's almost the end of the week we got one more day until friday had a great email today yeah at like 10 30 such a good email that i want to read it out loud in person i screenshot it it's my wallpaper right now actually oh that's how much i love this email okay email rocks in at 8 8 55 a.m to me and Zach Watson. Mm. 100 podcasts? Question mark. You have been busy boys then. Smiley face. I'll definitely give it a listen once I've finished this semester's marking. Again, good luck on the interview and hello, Zach. Smiley face. Cheers, B. Who could that be? None other than the infamous, the notorious... Bruce Thompson, O-A-C-A-R-C-A-M-A, Professor of Industrial Design at Humber Institute of Technology and Advanced Learning School of Applied Technology. Credentials, damn. That's a long... Yeah, he's got a lot. Yeah. I think that's probably um, him just listing or indicating where he got his master's from and then O-A-C-A... Was that what it was? O-A-C-A would have been... Okay. No, did he? Did he go to school here somewhere, and then he went. A A O C A A O C A. What is that? Let's Google that real quick. A O C A. Um, Automotive Oil Change Association. I (laughs) definitely not. I don't know. Definitely not. Um, Feel bad. I can't remember. American Osteopathic College of Anesthesiologists. Probably not that either. I don't, I don't know. We'll have to ask him about it when he comes on episode 100 of the Process Podcast. Yeah, we'll get on him to January 26th. In, intro himself. Dude, I'm so excited. With all of his credentials. It, it was surprisingly easy. Like, I didn't expect him to agree to it that willingly. Like, he, he mean, didn't even ask questions. Well, yeah, because he's, he's Bruce, you know? He's one he's of the Bruce. boys. He, he gets knows. around it. He totally knows. Like, I was a bit <laughs> apprehensive, maybe, just in case... Maybe he was like a little just sketched out by it. Maybe he didn't want to do it because he's a professor and like he's in a teaching position. I'm glad he did. I'm glad he said yes. But it's not not like we're gonna get him on and be like, hey Bruce, so you know, remember all the stuff you told us that we weren't supposed to know? Just spill it and then just Yeah, tell me tell me about the first time that you smoked no. hash, please. <laughs> no, the, not that Bruce it was alleged that he smoked. Alleged, hash, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. But yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Bruce Bruce will Bruce will be on unless he super, like, super, doesn't super make cool. it between now and then, which I'm sure he will because he's mm-hmm. Bruce Thompson. Yeah. Very excited to talk to him. Very super, excited. Super exciting, yeah. Did you do anything remarkably interesting today in your new career as a 
automotive industrial designer <laughs> designing electric vehicles in the city of Toronto? Uh, no, not really. No. Just working well, on ideas, you know. Sketching or CAD stuff today? Uh, today it was more line drawing stuff. Oh, really? How are you liking Illustrator? It's fine. It's all right. Good. Good answer. It's better than Photoshop? Uh, yeah, no. Oh, contentious no. debate. No. no, Photoshop's better. Come on. Photoshop Fi is just way better. Adobe Illustrator, 100%, hands just down. In, just in general? Let's ask Bruce. He'll say... Hmm, he actually... I genuinely think he would go Photoshop. I'm pretty sure he knows yeah. Photoshop more, just with rendering. Well... But still... More recently, yes, but remember when he said he used to, he started off with like more graphic design job, didn't he? I think so. Can't really remember. So it would have been all Illustrator. Because he's a smart man. That's so I think why. He, he said, remember using like the, the OG original Illustrator. Yeah, like CS3 or CS2 or yeah, something, like, something that. like that. So We're on like CS21 now or something. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I remember the, I remember my first time using Illustrator. Um, making my portfolio for school. I like, mm. didn't understand it at all, and it was so poorly laid out. It's a wonder I even got in anywhere. But, I mean, hey, it Into it Humber, I didn't here. even... My portfolio was just separate images of work Yeah, on different files. That's true, yeah. It was just pictures. It wasn't I think even the one, like the, a combined the, document. Like, Oh, really? Just all individual? It was... <laughs> Really? I think I I think Maybe. mine was one whole PDF and just different titles. I can't even remember. I don't actually I remember know, the one for yeah. Carlton was was like a whole document like we would do now to to apply for a job, but oh. the one for Carlton was so terrible. Oh, yikes! So they're probably glad I didn't go there. Mm. They're like, we'll we'll let this guy in just on a sympathy vote. <laughs> That's definitely what they were thinking. First day. Guess what I Welcome. guess what I did today? I did something cool today. I did something cool. What What did you do today? Something I've never done before in my life, surprisingly. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. This could be a, mm. a plethora of answers. I just wanted to use that word. That's a good word. I like the word plethora. Any guesses? Or should I just tell you? Just hit me with it. Just hit me with it. Hit you with it. Road ATVs today. Never mm. driven or ridden. Do you drive or ride? I feel like you drive. You, you, ride. you drive an ATV. Yeah. You ride. You ride? What's the difference? I think if, if it's some sort of, if there's a saddle involved, mm. you ride. I like that. Because you don't drive a motorcycle. Well, I guess you could, but ride makes more sense. When you have to yeah. straddle something, you're therefore driving it. Or sorry. You're riding, riding it. it and not driving mm, it. I like that. If you're in, in a, that case, a seated I rode, position. In that case, I rode ATVs today. There you go. With uh, one of the my my engineering manager, Lachlan McVie from just, Spartec Composites. Just just randomly like, hey, let's have a lunch break. Let's let's go out and on the ATVs we randomly have at the company and just go crazy. Kinda. It's kinda how it went. We were at, we've got two locations. One of them is in Erin, Ontario, and then the other one is in Caledon. And we were at the Caledon location because we had a meeting um, with the CRA. So we we did the meeting, meeting was over. And then the plan was I was going to go home and work from home. Locke had to go back to the office to do some work. James, my boss, was going to stick around for a little bit longer. And then on our way out, I was walking out with Lachlan. And Lachlan said, hey, Dylan, have you ever ridden an ATV before? 
he did say ride actually. So yeah, fair enough. I should have picked up on that. He said, you've ever ridden an ATV? And I go, no, I haven't. And he goes, do you want, do you want to? And I went, yeah, of course I do. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I immediately got nervous because I'm like, this is a, this is a powerful machine. Like what if I yeah. break a bone? Yeah. What if, what if I break, I'm not covered in health insurance right now. I get, I mean, oh, oh, hip, I guess technically, but yeah, it's like, it's on, it would be on company hours technically, not either performing way, would, job duties. Either way, it would not be good if you, yeah, it wouldn't be hurt, ideal. Hurt yourself. No. So we went over cause there's like, there's a couple different buildings on the property. So we walked over to the one where the ATVs were kept and got the ATVs out of the back. And I was like, whoa wasn't any fancy BRP ones, but they were still nice. Mm. It was a little serendipitous because I'm like, oh, what if I end up like working on these things in like six go. months time? Like, you know, it could be kind of, it was it was kind of cool. Yeah, you start working. Just to think like, about. Do you have any you have any experience in person experience with ATV track? Oh yeah, yeah, tons. There's like that thirty. I rode minutes. an I rode an ATV one time <laughs> and went ten kilometers an hour. I've never actually um operated one myself i think i've no. been on the back of one before but not a not actually in control dude they're they're so much fun like we just rode around the property and like mobbed up a couple hills there were a couple trees that were down on the trails in the forest on the property um so we had to like cut through the woods and cut through the trees to to like move around but other than that it was so much fun mm -hmm. it was so cool like i had an absolute blast it's a good way the good thing that you didn't expect to happen that yeah literally i was not expecting that at all and then out of nowhere he's like you know it would be good if we like rode atvs and just like chilled for a bit <laughs> that's exactly what we did it was not it was that's, maybe like half an hour 45 minutes a fun and it got day. me so hooked like i need an atv right now mm. i need one i don't need one but it would be very nice yeah i thought about like i have a dog you know, and an ATV and an ATV. I also want a jet ski and a snowmobile because then you've got like all the elements covered. You've got land covered with the ATV. You've got the ocean and water covered with the jet ski. And then you've also got air covered with a drone. Got that nailed down. And you also have snow covered with a snowmobile. Mm. So there you go. And then I guess if you want to climb rocks or mountains, you got to get a like a rock crawler. Like a Maverick 4x4. <laughs> Just prepared for any apocalyptic solution. Yeah, Just basically. Ready, ready for anything. So that's that's where my that's where my head's at right now is I gotta I need one of each to cover all various um environmental situations. If I'm like uh, I wanna go out in the water, I'm not gonna go out and like swim. That's boring. I'm gonna get on a jet ski. I'm gonna do it that way. Get like a get a sea do and just mob around that way there you go well you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to get them then i yeah. wonder if there's an employee discount with brp just curious um maybe maybe i wonder might be able to i mean maybe like entering might be a little difficult but i'm sure you could pull some strings yeah first day on the job so so i want to buy um Here's your employee ATV that everyone gets one. You're like, what? <laughs> Can you imagine? Transportation is, is provided. <laughs> on a side-by-side? That would be super cool. I'd be, be so cool. down. But even in the middle of winter when it's like snowing and gross yeah. weather, I'd still do that. Oh, it would be, be so cool. Oh, man. But yeah, that's uh, 
that's kind of the extent of the excitement that happened today. That's about it. It's <laughs> yeah, probably today the most was, entertaining thing. Yeah, today in general was pretty mundane, to be honest. I'm trying to think. There was something else that was actually relatively interesting that happened. Oh, no, it was the Bruce email. I was trying to think. Like, there was something other than riding ATVs that was cool. Yeah. And it was Bruce's email, which I was, I mean, I'm very excited to have him on, have him on the podcast. Yeah, you, you get can to tell, chat. Let Bruce know that his email reply was equally as exciting and thrilling as you riding an ATV for the first time. That's got to, that's got to be pretty. That's got to be pretty is nice. Is that a good ego boost for Bruce? I, yeah, 100%. That's a nice thing to say. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, well, wow, okay. You know? Speaking to you was as exciting as the first time that I rode an ATV. That's like, you know. It's an interesting metric. Because anyone can picture that and be like, even if they haven't ridden one, they're like, that would be so it much It would fun. be cool. Like, that wow, you really, really cool. found my email reply that? You're really playing me up there. I loved his little smiley faces too. Yeah. The fact that he took the time to put in an emoji. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, I do, I do appreciate that. He's adorable. He's like the cutest human being on the planet. And he said he would listen, which I believe he will because Bruce is that type of person. If he if, yeah, if Bruce so. says he's going to do something, he'll do it. I would think and so. We gave, we gave him like a list of like the most popular episodes that we've had to, to listen to, like to start. Like there was episode one, three, 30, or I think it was like 51, <laughs> 50, 65, something like that. Mm. It's also ones that we've talked about Bruce a lot in. I was going to say, really... it'd be funny if he listens to one of the episodes of me reminiscing of what he said towards my typewriter. I think, I think that's episode three, maybe. Sounds No, that right. was way more recent than that. You, or at oh, least, think? we probably mentioned it more than once, but... Well, for I those remember, who haven't listened, I remember, what happened to your typewriter? I remember recently, more recently, talking about his reaction okay, fair which enough. is the the form of torture getting pulled apart the flayed man getting all your yeah. limbs pulled apart by horses by horses yeah it's not the way you want to be going that's fun at yeah. all so it'd be <laughs> no, funny it sounds if, so much fun it'd be funny if he listened to that and was like oh yeah i do remember saying that to him yeah <laughs> he'd totally pick up on it we have to we have to we should he, go back and figure out all the times that we mentioned him and the context in which we mentioned him. And that way we can like quiz him when he comes on. It's like, do you remember in third year auto studio when you said this? Or we should give him like a list of quotes that profs have said to us. Like between Dennis, oh, Sandro, Catherine, I think Owen. that would be easy. I actually Maybe. think he would find that easy because each of them are so unique with their character. You got a point there, yeah. Like... And because if you if you if you gave him a Catherine quote or if you said it to him, it would be hard not to do it in the accent, which would give it away. That's true. And We'd have it, to have them written down. He'd have to read them out. Yeah, I think it'd be. I I think he would figure it out. To be honest, I think he would know. I, that's the thing. It's like Bruce is Bruce is a very smart individual. Bruce is yeah. pretty intelligent. Quite. I think. I, yeah, he'd probably pick up on it. That's so. okay. It's not the end of the world. No, it would be pretty funny. Could, could be fun. Could be fun. You said you watched a video today. You were telling me before we started, you watched some kind of a video. Yeah, I didn't even tell you. Uh, yeah, design related, I thought it was a pretty interesting video. It was a short one from our boy, Frank Stephenson. Oh, is this the one with the Cybertruck and the uh, 
what's it he called? I saw the finally thumbnail. gives his opinion. Again, it's a Cybertruck. short video, so it's he doesn't talk too much on it, but his opinion on the Cybertruck. Because it's been like over a year now, I think, since it was released. It was released last um, Nove- November, October, I'm pretty sure. November, I November. think, because when it got released, you were on the Daily Talk show in the clay room, and that's when I oh, hopped on yeah. and was talking to the to the lads, and they were asking me if I would want one, and I, said, boys. and I said no, and they always said, why not? And I said, because it's a lie. <laughs> yeah, it's but pretty we were doing, true. But we were doing Clay Project that time, so it would have been late ah, November, yeah, that's right. that's early right. December, somewhere around there. Probably late that November. Was early, that was that was early December. Oh, okay, early. That December was early then. December when I was on the show. That was December third, I believe. Um, like second so last the, week the tr- or something like that. Of yeah, the break. so the truck probably came out a couple of days before. They they still have a pre order for it. Oh, they yeah. have a pre order for like well, for the initial run. That's that's what they they use that money for like funding to make them right. Makes sense, I guess. Because like they made like informal millions. Kickstarter. Yeah, like they made millions. From people ordering them, which they can have use your th- to... have your thoughts on the Cybertruck changed at all recently? Um, since it's like because it's I feel like it's always the early adopter syndrome where you look at something, yeah. and it's so different and you immediately hate it because it's a stark contrast to what you've known before, and then a couple weeks, maybe a month, two months, three months, six months later, <coughs> like it's actually not as bad as you originally said it was i mean i think my my opinions on or my thoughts on like the design of it no haven't really changed i'm still not a fan of it but the the um i think the thought that was behind it Hmm. um behind their idea i think i've changed my opinions about because as well watching this video today with Frank talk about it because I saw it, I was like, oh, it's gonna be good. Because it's be real good. Well, I remember when it came out, all the people that were like, you know, um YouTubers and you know, people from the games industry and everyone from LA was like, Oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever, because anything Tesla does, they just eat up. It's like this they gobble it up. You know. Um I'm gonna turn my microphone a, down quickly a little bit. It's quite oh, loud. Oh yeah. See if that makes sense. But then a lot of the car industry, the reactions from car journalists and stuff like that that I saw was was apprehensive of it. And which to be fair, I was like the two I hated it. And I still don't like it. But I mean, Frank was kind of like from from what I took from it, he isn't a fan of it. Right. But he likes he likes the idea of them doing like pushing it. I think pushing the boundaries. Pushing the boundary and like making design. a statement. Yeah. And like saying Which that, that's like, understandable. Because he had this quote, kind of paraphrasing, but he said something like, you know, in design, like oh, I'm trying to remember the quote now without completely butchering it. Damn it. Um It was like, you know, like where most people like wish they, you know, they know what the future is like. And he says, like, when it comes to designers, you know, it's not our job to 
guess what the future is going to look like. He's like, we get right, to, okay. we get to create what the future looks like. Ooh, I like that. Right. They don't, it's quote. not, it's not about guessing like, Oh, I think it could look like this. It's like, no, mm-hmm. let's, let's decide what we think it could like. It's going to look like, right. you know, which is really cool. Um, and so I think for his point of view of looking at it and being like, well, you gotta have people to come out and do something crazy like that and really push it to mm-hmm. get other people. Which Elon pe- Musk has been very good at. With everything he does, right? Which is fair. To get Space. other people to start thinking creatively as well. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like everyone's waiting to be like, you know, like the whole thing with Tesla, right? Like every car company's like, yeah, electric's gonna be, you oh. know, becoming more and more possible, but we're not ready to dump billions of dollars into something if we don't know if it's going to work you know we we're afraid to do it we're everyone's waiting for one of the other companies to do it first and to prove that it's yeah. viable and then then they'll do it but then tesla comes along and usually i feel like everything it's a startup or a smaller company mm-hmm. they'll come along and do something and they show hey look not only is it viable but it's like profitable very and you know totally doable and then the companies jump on it like okay you had to have that one person they to do it first, it. you know, mm-hmm. and then they'll get around it. So like, hopefully it's the same thing with that, where it's people keep on edging. Like, let's, ooh, let's do thinner and thinner LED headlights. Cause that's really futuristic, but let's not go too crazy. Cause we don't want people to be like, Whoa, that's Tron. Like, you know, they're, they're going it's a so little bit different. Yeah. A little bit here, trying to push it here and there. And then Tesla comes out and like, let's just go crazy. Like push it. Um, and yeah. now other people will be like, okay, now it feels safer to go and, you know, push it a bit go more. And do that. <laughs> but what um what I thought was interesting, that Frank was saying about it was he was comparing it to he was like, you know, if you're in the, everyone was shocked about the shape of it. It's mm-hmm. so angular, right? Yes. Yeah. It looks nothing like you know anything else. And he said, if you were like in the car industry the designer or something, you wouldn't be as shocked with the shape. And he pulled up images of a, I think it was a Citroen concept car from 70s, 80s or something like that. Hmm. Um, I think it was a Citroen. They always have crazy things, the French. Um, they always have crazy ideas. But say. It was like, it, it wasn't a truck. It was like a sedan or something. But hmm. it had similar shapes. It was very flat like that. And the profile is almost like a a shorter version of the Cybertruck where it's like the whole hood and the windscreen is like one line and one slope. Yeah. And it comes back real far. Like, and so it wasn't like a totally crazy new idea, but he was like, I, he preferred that other concept, the older one, because Mm -hmm. it seemed more like designed, like more resolved as a design. Whereas he says the Cybertruck is like pushed, but it doesn't, seem resolved like really thought out from a design looks, point of view it looks fairly unfinished yeah and one of the things that kind of i thought was interesting they talked about it and he started saying this when he moved on to talking about the interior of the Cybertruck. <coughs> excuse me which was three seats in the front it wasn't even that because a lot of trucks especially the older ones have like a had a bench seat in the middle true yeah, a lot of the true. larger trucks stuff like that so that's not a new idea but it was that he said it's futuristic, but it's cold. 
and mm. he was like, you know, the seat's that looks like it's from a Mars rover, you know, kind of thing. It didn't didn't Elon Musk say that this is like the initial form of what you're going to drive around Mars in? Something like that. Yeah, which it makes sense. But then he which goes would be super cool <laughs> driving around Mars. Mob it around there on an ATV. <laughs> but he was saying yeah, as well, he was like, the whole marketing behind it was like, oh, it's so tough. It can, it's bulletproof glass, you know, when mm-hmm. they test it and then it wasn't actually bulletproof. But, you know, it's bulletproof glass and the body's super tough. It can withstand a sledgehammer and it's super cold inside. And he was like, you know, and it's like, you know, the whole idea is it's it's part of a company that's trying to leave Earth and go somewhere else kind of thing. And he's like, that's such like a, it's a cold feeling, but also it's, they're creating a future where you don't want to be a part of. Like a dystopian future in a way, like this car would belong in a dystopian future. A future where ideally you wouldn't want to be a part of. But he said this other concept car from decades ago that he's talking about with similar really out there ideas and form was warmer and inviting and kind of created an idea of a future you would want to be a part of. That's an interesting perspective. And then at the end of the video too, he showed like a a commercial for, it's actually funny. It was a new um, Buick SUV, electric SUV concept, which I say it was funny because I only just found an image of it yesterday and that's, one of the vehicles I've been looking at for ideas and stuff like that and inspiration for the past few days. And then he mm. brings up the commercial for it <clears throat> and it's, you know, super like it, it's, I think it was Buick, but it looks like it's like a Kia commercial or something. It looks, it's like, it's got like Japanese women in it and it seems very Japanese or European. It doesn't seem very American. Um, mm. But the whole commercial makes it look like it's driving through clouds or some really futuristic kind of thing. And, Right. The whole vibe you get from it is like this future that's, you know, peaceful and clean and intuitive and exciting. And like, you know, it's like it's like the movie Elysium, right? It looks like that car is made for the space station and then the Cybertruck, the Cybertruck's made for the fucking ground, you know, the earth where it's you have to take gunfire and whatnot. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of an interesting take on it. Which was he appreciated them pushing it further and mm-hmm. and trying to push what traditional car design means, you know, and what what is actually possible or what can be still considered beautiful or whatever or good design. But you have the responsibility or the power as a designer to to kind of be like, well, we're creating the future of it, you know. And even if it's subconscious, it's like, all right, this is for a future, but like, would I, would that be the future I'd want to be a part of kind of thing? Hmm, And so you get inside and it gives this really cold feeling because it's very simple, like very, very minimal, very like open. The materials are like, you know, metal and Mm-hmm. metal <laughs> and like they it's, got that like weird marble thing on the inside though don't yeah they? marble like like some dash. Weird finish yeah like it's like a paper textile type thing yeah made to look like marble something just, like that but it's just I don't the, really know. But it's a whole because if you associate with marble all of a sudden it's kind of cold because you know the material is cold unless it's in a fire 
Yeah, but like that was just me being a smart ass. I'm sorry. I guess so. Yeah, if you're burning so then, marble for some point, I guess. But you got to be a psychopath to do that. But is maybe is it? I mean, I wonder if you look at the Cybertruck and through the lens that it's not designed for Earth's future; it's designed for Mars's future. Mm. Maybe that makes something completely different. You know, if and I think it will happen for sure. I'm a firm believer that we will end up on Mars yeah. and live on Mars. Will that that future there is going to be vast? It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be like Earth 2.0. It's going to be Mars. That's it. You know, maybe that is what that future looks like is through the Cybertruck. But obviously, they can't be like, oh, here's our truck for Mars. You can no. also drive it on the road. It's like, here is the Cybertruck. You can use it on Earth, but we're going to use it on Mars eventually yep. in the future. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it. I would, not that I'm going to disagree with him, but I'm going to look at Frank Stephenson's point from a different view and that it's taken out of planetary context. And I wouldn't look at it in the context of it's designed for Earth. I think ultimately, yes, it. you got legal restrictions in place, like can't be wider than whatever. That's fine. But I think the more intended use is for Mars, not specifically for what we have going on in like an F-150 kind of a thing. Yeah. But again, then if they're playing on selling Earth, does that make it kind of a dumb design decision to try and make it? It's ideally meant for a different planet, but you're it's actually going to be sold and built and used on this planet. Probably. Wouldn't that kind of be like signing something just because you want to and not because of the purpose? Yes, largely. But I think that's also part of Elon Musk's genius <laughs> is that even though it doesn't necessarily make sense now in 50 years he'll probably be dead how old is he maybe um probably in his 40s let's just google that say in 75 years when people are most likely on mars they'll look back at that decision and say yeah that was a good call. It didn't seem right at the time. Yeah. But I it just, works. Yeah. I mean, I'd watch the video as well. I, I could have been butchering his point that he's trying to make. He's 49, by the way. 49? Well, but, but I thought it was interesting from that point of view that Frank was talking about of like, because he was coming from like a, like a car designer, a more traditional car design background. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, well, you know, you could still make something as angular and as out there and as um, divisive as, as as the Cybertruck, but still make it, you know, likable or like, you know, like warm yeah. or like it still looks beautiful in a way. Like I would say like when you look at Sid Mead stuff. There's a lot of designs of his that are just as angular and just as out there and wild as the Cybertruck. This is true. But 
his also look, first of all, look like they're created for a future that you would want to be a part of. Do you think that's the case all the time, though? I mean, like, what's his face? Uh, what's his name? Sid Mead did some, some did dark stuff work too. that looked relatively dark. Yeah, like Blade Runner, I guess. Yeah. But like, I guess, yeah, I guess that stuff, no. But his other stuff where it's like, where literally his, his paintings are like, you know, a car at some like fancy futuristic party. And you look yeah. at it and like the car is really out there compared to what we have. It's like really strange, like very cyberpunk-esque. Mm-hmm. But it's still like, you'd look at it and you're like, man, that looks like it belongs in a world that I'd love to be a part of. That looks cool and exciting. Here's an interesting thought though. Do you think like he's he's portraying it at like these, these fancy parties and whatnot and these futuristic type galas? Most likely that's for like elite people like a red carpet event. Yeah. Is that the future then for all humans? Like the Fruit Loops, like you and I, speaking of which, I have a, I have a the thought that I want to continue on with the Fruit Loop thing, but I'll do that after. Okay. Um, like the Fruit Loops, like you and I, most likely would not be attending those fancy car party event things. We may be driving around in the Cybertruck. Yeah, but again, you're just sell- for selling the purpose of selling the idea. Yeah, fair right? point there. If you're like, um, Toyota or Honda, where you're the, like the the cheapest cars they make are the ugliest, saddest, depressing things you can buy to drive around in. The Corolla. But they're not gonna sell it like that, even though it's meant for people like that. Yeah, it'll be True. like, oh, it's a low cost option, and this, this, this. It's money saving, but they also don't. Like market it as, this is for the plebs. You're this welcome. is the ugly car that we designed for the Fruit Loops of the generation. <laughs> Instead, it's more like you know. Even though this car is this price, we're still giving you this experience. Something you'd still want. Mediocre, you know? <laughs> mediocre, <laughs> mediocre at best. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. I thought it was. It's still like, I think that was him like explaining it that way. It was a good way of me to better understand my opinions on it because there's always been something about it where i look at it and i'm like you know like right now you can look at the cyberpunk game you see some of the cars in there there's an episodely cyberpunk reference there you go throw it in and like you know there's a lot that don't even have windshields that have no glass and it's all like just screens on the inside and there's some that are like you know that look almost like 80s futurism where it's like a DeLorean or like a Ferrari Testarossa. Like it's super angular and super flat here and there. And like, Mm. you know, really that like compared to today's stuff, that would be just as out there, but it still looks designed and believable and like kind of like beautiful. Like it still follows kind of traditional car design. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. Whereas the Cybertruck, even though, yeah, it's pushing it, it looks like, like, there's just details and stuff that's, like, doesn't look fully developed or refined. I totally agree. Like, the wheel arches just look like they're there for now. You know? The front looks like it's just there for now. Honestly, I think the interior seems more refined than the exterior. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. It's just one of those things, it's like I've always... It looks like what I always say. It's like someone 
trying to do futurism, but not really knowing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Stopping halfway. But then you could argue, well, maybe that's the genius. It's meant to be like that. And you're like, well. Because no one, no one knows. Fair enough. You know, can't argue with that, I guess. But Yeah, I can't argue. Yeah. I just want the Cybertruck ATV. The ATV looks better designed looks so and, and refined than the actual truck. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, man, I would have pulled some of the stuff from that ATV and put that in, back into the truck and fixed it up a bit. You know? Do you think that, I mean, surely the design is going to change before it gets probably. manufactured, you would think? Uh, probably a little bit at least, yeah. Because a lot of people thought it'd be really different because like, there's no way that's legal on the road or safe. Like, you can't get that crash test safety or anything. But I don't know. He said that everything was, it you does. know, apparently follow the rules. Well, it's got the the frame is the exterior, right? As far as I understand. There's no like chassis for it. The chassis. Oh, I don't even know. Is I really what you see. Look that much into it. I think so. Because there's no, there's also no crumple zone on it. You know? No, you wouldn't there... want to get in a crash with it because that would win. Or you wouldn't want to get hit by it either. No, you wouldn't want to get, if, if you're going to get in, in an accident, you want to be in the Cybertruck. 100%. Odds are you're going to be absolutely fine. You're that's going to walk thing. away and it's still going to be operable. That's another thing that would go under, you know, what Frank was trying to say. It's like, it's designed for fear, for a fearful world. You would yeah. want to be in it. You wouldn't want to be around it, like because it's mm. designed to protect the people inside. But it's like, what are you protecting them from? The world? It's like, well, I don't want to be a part of that world. To, and to that's... me personally, even though I like sci-fi and stuff like that, in reality, for a vehicle, I, w I don't want that in a vehicle. What do you want in a vehicle in the future? If you say Polestar, that's too easy of a cop out. I I want something that's just that like Polestar gives me the fizz when I drive it. Mm. Oh, speaking of, speaking I was going of the through, fizz. Speaking of the fizz, I was going through <clears throat> Artlist earlier, which is where that track that we use in the title came from. Came from Artlist. Right. I was clicking through Artlist, and then I clicked on the song that we have in the intro. And I was like, wait, this sounds familiar. Then I listened to it. And I was like, oh, that's that's the track yeah. that I used. Because I for, I still forget the name. I didn't spend long enough to look at the name and remember it. But I listened to like the first 30, 45 seconds of it. And it sounds strange. It doesn't sound like the same song. Mm. Because we've added in our little things. And we've like, I've, I've slightly tweaked the audio in it. Added a bit of echo at the beginning and a bit of like some synth stuff underneath it, very low, like you you almost can't tell it. But when you listen to the original, there's a big difference. And it's, it was just very strange. It was like deja vu, but not. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I guess it's the same thing as like with Top Gear. Mm -hmm. It's not their own song. Oh, no? Yeah, the top, the top Gear intro song is uh, was it's Jennifer by... Um, Buy again. It's like the Allman Brothers or something like that. Fruit Loop, he's blanking. We're gonna have to Google this now. What is a Top Gear theme song? Top Gear theme song. It's, it's Jennifer. Weird. That's what the song is called. I can't remember who it's by. It's like the Allman Brothers or something. Not the Allman. Uh, Brothers. Yeah, the Allman Brothers band. Yeah, the Allman. Not the Allman. Seventy-three. But 
when you listen to that song, not on Top Gear, it's weird. Because you're like, well, this mm. is like, it's so associated with Top Gear. It's like, it it feels strange to listen to it out of that context. Oh, that would be bizarre. You know. That'd be really strange. I was like, it's when like- I used to set songs as my alarms. And then you'd listen to the song, it'd come on shuffle or something when it's not set as the alarm and you get mm. nervous to it. You're like, this feels weird. <laughs> yeah. Don't like it. Don't do that. Don't do that. You start catching your breath. You're like, whoa, wait. <laughs> I, oh, I can up. relax now. Yeah. You uh, you made a poster the other day. I did make another poster. It was a very also. abrupt, a very abrupt transition. Oh, I like but, it. Uh, my microphone's really loud today. Like I'm looking at the waveform here, and it's really bizarrely loud. I've been peaking like all episodes. I don't know. Mine's not. Hmm. It's like typically it's typically it's not this high. I might have done something very strange. The, I mean, hopefully it's recording through this microphone and not. You're actually just screaming into like the laptop or something. If I snap here, let's see. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's through this microphone because yeah, snapping in front of it seems to pick up something. I don't know. At least well, to me, is you sound the same, so I would. That's imagine. fair. Well, that's because you can control my volume, but it's I don't know. I don't know enough I about guess. it. I don't know either. But this poster, the poster that you made, tell yeah. tell that story. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful graphic. It's my it's my favorite poster I've made so far. Um, I love it. Well, I so had what, your third, fourth poster, fifth. Uh, one, two, remember. three, fourth. Sounds about right. I don't know. Um, I had that the image, the blue image, like laying around that I just found like mm-hmm. a long time ago when I was getting like references that I was collecting for the intent of making posters out of them, and I just right really on. liked it. This cool blue that had like kind of old film green scratches and dust pieces all over it and whatever. Oh, so that was already on it. I thought you added it. No. Fair enough. Um I added more to it, but Right, okay. It's there was a lot of that already on the image. And that's why I had it. I really liked it. <laughs> Fair enough. And I was still trying to come up in my head. Every time I looked at it, I was like, I gotta think of some design I want to use that for. Mm-hmm. And then one of the nights, it might have been when was it? I don't remember. But I was just in a bit of a down mood, and I was like, I just wasn't feeling it. Mm, true. And I was like, instead of just listening to music in bed and being big sad boy, I was like, I'm gonna big listen to music. Boy. I'm gonna listen to music at my desk and just make do something. some design, make something. That's got to be like a good way to get through, like. Like a rough, say if you're just having a down day, like we were talking about it with Maho the other day, like how you get through a bad day. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's acknowledging, yeah, I'm just not in a good mood today. Like whatever external circumstances are making you feel that way, you're like, yeah, life sucks. Yeah, and like, and then you you just, you listen to your favorite song, and then your or your favorite music. And you force yourself to like to make something, and then through that creative process, it's like kind of therapeutic. Exactly. It I'm took my. It distracts me. It, it, you know, mm. you're you're focusing on something else. Totally. It's like I'm going to focus this emotion into into design. Hell yeah. So I I was going through. I'm like, okay, what image are you going to start with? And I I saw that. I was like, oh, I'm definitely in the mood to use that. That is exactly. 
And I'm trying to think now I'm like, okay, out of all the references and all the poster guys I follow on Instagram, like what layout am I thinking? What like text do I want to put on it? You know, do I want to use other images? Is this just a part or background, whatever. Hmm. And then I was, I was like, I had my, my, my music just on shuffle and a song came up. I'd listened to in a while. That I really like it's a really good night drive song too. Can I guess it's, what it is? Yeah, I don't think you will, but no. Can you give me? Oh, can you give me a genre? Um, alternative electronic ish, somewhere oh, in the geez. mix, somewhere in the I'm middle. Out of my depth. I'm out of my depth. I would um, think. Um, I'm intrigued to see what it's what it what genre it says it is on the app. Actually, what it puts it under. Was it Ride by 21 Pilots? It wasn't Ride by 21 Pilots. No. All right, fair enough. I um, don't know then. I can't guess. Let me quickly see. What genre does it say? It says alternative. Okay. I guess it is. Can you, first, first letter of the name of the band or the group or the artist. Other than the? Other than the. I'll give you the. And then okay. the, the, the other word is starts with an N. Oh, interesting. I wonder. And it's just one um, word. Oh, okay. I'm gonna just take a peek through. Um, <laughs> this is turned into a game now. Go on Apple Music. The N. Is it the Notorious B.I.G.? No. No, it's the artist is the Neighborhood. Yes. All right. Narrowing things down. And then you listen to it, and you'll be like, "Okay, I think." Is it called say, Daddy Issues? It's. Not called that, no. Is it called Cry Baby? No. Scary Love? No. Single? No. The Beach? No. Sweater Weather? No. That's a classic, though, but no. Afraid? No. Rip to My Youth? No. Pray? No. Devil's Advocate? No. Wires? No. Nervous? No. Female Robbery? No. Flawless? Nope. You get me so high. Nope. <laughs> She's so high. You know that song, High Above Me, Cleopatra, Joan of Arc? Uh, maybe. She's so high. She's so high. High above me. She's so lovely. Play it for you after. Okay. Um. Okay, okay the song starts with it's it, with an S. Um. Stuck with me. No. Oh, for the love of God. Saturdays? No. Softcore? Yes. Okay, good. Thank God. Um, We'll, we'll play that it after. That took a long time. We'll play it after. Anyways, that came on. I had a list a while. And next thing you know, I had that on repeat the whole time I was working on the poster. And really just on repeat? Yeah. And I'm listening to it trying to think of ideas of what I want to do this poster. And I'm like, this is like the music and me being in a big sad boy mood. This mm. song, trying to do design late at night, had no lights on, no TV on, nothing. It was just dark. And I'm like, you know what? This is like a mood right now. Ooh. And I was like, would it be kind of cheeky of me that the main focus of this poster is just a big word that says just this mood. Just really big. Mood. Originally, I was going to have it really small mm. with 
like really small, just randomly placed somewhere, and then have oh, like like not even aligned or anything. Yeah, and then have like very minimal other graphics because I didn't want I wanted the mood to be the focus, but I wanted it to be small. Right. So going by hier- hierarchy, everything else would have to be really small <coughs> or blend in with the background or something. Um, but instead, I went with kind of the layout that I had. Um, where I guess the mood is like kind of close to, I guess, a third, bottom third. Yeah, bottom third, um, I would say. And then, and that being kind of the focus. And then the, well, that's kind of why I see the focus. It'd be interesting to get your feedback on it. Um, and then some other little information, graphics, and stuff like that, filling the, the other, the four mm-hmm. corners. Um, and then the color was like, the color was kind of an accident, to be honest. Hmm. I um, actually, the, the color is kind of really funny. <laughs> right. Now I think I like, about I it, like humor for work a few, like a day or two before I made the poster. Maybe it was a day before, or some or the day of, and I'm messing around with a color that was like just picked randomly. Okay. Actually, it it was in yeah no I had Illustrator and I brought it into Photoshop. And I had these like Good. bright colors that I just used just for the sake of what it was for work. So it wasn't like design or anything. It was basically like a layout of things. So I was picking the brightest colors that would be obvious. And then when I brought it into the page, I was like, it looked kind of like, you know, crap because it's so bright sometimes the yeah. colors. So I was like, let me just bring down the opacity. And just it just, you know, made them look faded. Yeah. And when I brought that into Photoshop, at some point I, I must have eye dropped the color. The one oh. color, which was a faded red. I like this. I like this story. And so those happy accidents to close. So I guess I had that just eye dropped. Yeah, just eye dropped in my Photoshop. And then when I opened wow. it, opened Photoshop, it was just there. And oh, I was like, oh, red would be kind of cool because it's blue and red. It's really nice contrast. Mm-hmm. I like the colors. And then it was that color. And I was like, that kind of looks neat. That so almost works perfectly. It worked perfectly. And then the 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 typeface. That's my favorite part is the typeface. <laughs> it's um oh, I can't remember it's is it micro grandma or something like that. It's M- micro grandma. Grandma. It's Love it's that. a it's a one I got recently, which is the the typeface used on um the one Tame Impala album. Mm. Which now I'm blanking because my memory is so good. Um, <laughs> currents, currents. Memory is so good. You know the, the Currents album. Yes. Uh, that's the top uh, typeface used mm. on, on that album, and I remember looking at it being like, oh, "I love it. I need it." And I got it, and it's like a free font, oh, like it's a the free actual font. one. So I was able to pick it up, and I got like the bold, which is the one that they use on the Tame Paul album, and then. Uh, a regular as well so the mood is in the bold and then the other writing which is very minimal it's basically just my initials and the copyright 2020 um that's all in just the regular Hmm. font um and then with the mood i played around with the the kerning a little bit as well yeah because as i told you i wanted to figure it out more i tried to space it out nicely yeah looks pretty pretty even to be honest just so i could get it to line up nicely with the line i'm gonna argue that the spacing between 
the last O and the D is slightly more than between M mm. and the first O. But mm. other than that, other than that's that, just me being also, extremely hypocritical. Yeah, it was also late at night and I couldn't really That's totally and, fair though. You know. It works the way it does. Like I I only point that out because we're talking about it and it's something that I would notice. Yeah, exactly. For the most part, people aren't gonna pick up on that. No, they'll probably just think that's what the font's like. Personally, I love it. I love this this whole thing. Thank I love you. the um what I like about it first. I quite enjoy like you look at it and it's got this, like you were saying, this old faded texture, this kind of there's this grain to it. It looks like it's there's kind of like these vertical lines in it yeah. that make it look like it was done on like a budget level printer and sold mm-hmm. in like a cassette case in some dingy record store in 1985 to some guy named like Frank or Bob or something mm-hmm. like that. That's the story I'm painting behind it. I was going to say, I like um, this one. Yeah, no, like that original blue image had a lot of that in it already. And then when I yeah. had the, all the other, the red layers and everything on top of it, I then put another kind of old film texture over it just to give it uh-huh. that, the, the text and the red, a little bit of that feel. And then also I went through and added, just added noise. So it added like a yeah. grain to all of it which and the noise the noise has worked out really well it was nice because i i liked how clear the the red color was before but then the noise is like it makes it more like gives more depth i think adds a sprinkle of shitty to because it. when you have like the the background with that style and you have such clean text it kind of looks a bit pasted on like sticker on top of it so i like the whole i think there's a car crash outside oh no can't really see but there's a oh, big loud metal bang uh-oh there are lights that's like car lights over there we'll see if anything interesting yeah. happens but um but yeah adding like making it faded because i remember i showed you the first thing you said was like yeah it looks like be like an old faded t-shirt or something mm-hmm. which was like that's exactly what i'm going for <laughs> so that's yeah. good yeah one thing we'll go through what i would what i like about it i like obviously the type and everything and i like the way that it's laid out i enjoy the faded aspect of it and how it is kind of able to portray the emotion of the word through the style in which you have presented it in this faded old type thing like it looks it looks like something that someone would get nostalgic over mm. you know like someone would pick this up out of the out of the basement in from years ago and like dust it off and that's why like why there's hair and like little bits of dust and dandruff on it that's that's a cool thing one thing that i would have alternatively done is and i know i mentioned it to you when you were working on it and i think you tried it and it didn't turn out proper probably so you cut it which is probably a good decision on your part but i would have how I would have approached it was to do two different things. Number one, and on the blue, I would have taken the eyedropper tool, highlighted the brightest blue point on there, mm-hmm. and then on a new layer above that image, taken it as a brush, as like a soft brush, and brushed over that kind of an area, or the like the highlighted area. And then I would have gone to filter. I would have blurred it, given a, a Gaussian blur just to really fuzz it out 
and then I would have increased the brightness of that specific layer and then changed the layer to a screen and then dropped the opacity. Yep. And that kind of makes it look like it's like a like an ambient glow. Mm. And then I would I would have done the same thing. I would have taken the I just tried to wipe a piece of dust off my phone, but it was actually a part of your graphic. Nice. That totally tripped me out. Oh yeah. And then I would have taken the same thing with the text. I would have taken the text and like converted it to a shape. Take that shape, blur it out, brighten it, make it a screen, drop the opacity a bit just to give it a subtle glow. But that's that's all I would touch in terms of layout. I think it's pretty spot on. Yeah, it was uh thank you. I um yeah, I tried a bit of the glow and then again cuz it was late and I was a bit tired and I was like kind of getting to the point where I'm done with this. I was it's, like it gets to the good enough point. Yeah, I'm going to leave it and but I could always go back and try that. I like I like the uh the whole glow idea. Yeah. I I learned I remember watching like a Photoshop tutorial on uh, YouTube one time on how to make f- like a photo look like a well, like a Blade Runner type aesthetic where you've got these glowing LED lights and everything. Mm-hmm. And that was the technique that they used. They would use an eyedropper and like paint over on a separate layer and then blur that out and create a screen layer out of that, which... I don't really know what the screen layer does, but it like brightens it and fuzzes some stuff, and I guess makes it look like it's illuminated. That's in some kind yeah, because that's why I use when you bring in like the old film texture images. Mm-hmm. When you bring that over top of the whole thing, you hit screen, and then you mm-hmm. and then you bring the opacity down, so that it, that helps give like the the whole dust and old film texture to the whole right. thing. That's what I usually do with that. Oh, interesting. So it's not like a, it's not just a normal PNG that you bring in. It's because how I thought you originally did it was just as a PNG and it had these just little bits of, of dust and hair in the actual file itself. And then you just put it on and you leave it. But it's interesting that you actually have to, you have to do some post processing work on it after the fact. I mean, a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm doing it pretty minimal because I don't know a whole, like everything about it either, but True. Every time I do it, I figure it out a little bit more, right? Yeah. But like, I just have a built up another folder of textures, whether Ooh. it's like old film, like grain, or like like that, where it's like dust and scratches and stuff like that, or um, like ripped paper, or like uh, paper that you know it's got wet and then dried and it's like bubbled or it's wrinkled, or like you know if you put a mm. sticker down and it's not flat and it's got like a wrinkle in it. Or if it's like, or like a, a folded, crease. yeah, or it's got creases or it's like folded or whatever. And you can bring those in as an image, slap it right oh, over, right cool. over top of your work, hit screen under the, what are the blending options screen yeah. and then lower the opacity and play around with that. And you can get that to come through or sometimes like a, especially with like the, the creases and stuff of like that and the wrinkles, you can like sometimes it works with like a clipping mask. And it'll actually bring mm. like everything onto that texture, so it looks like you know it's folded oh. or wrinkled or whatever. Whoa. Where do you find those images? Like just, those just those Google. base textures. A lot of them Google. You just look up like old film texture, and then just like go look mm, for enough. like large files, and there's so many. To be honest, really, yeah, interesting. 
I'm gonna look. I'm gonna have to try that. I would. Yeah, I'm gonna look more into it to see other ways of doing it. Because, like, the thing with the Photoshop, there's always like ten thousand ways of doing something. So. Oh yeah. To see if there's any better, or I'm sure there's better, but like, because this one's kind of just like a, more of a quick, um, a quick option. But, but yeah, no, I think it worked out. Hmm. Um, the glow would be a cool idea. Probably mess around with it. Because I, l- I like. Yeah, mess around. Because I like way back when still when school was on, I was playing around with the. Like doing the LED glow effects in Ooh. in Photoshop, where you get those lines and stuff that are like like a lightsaber yeah. effect, right? So that's pretty easy I've to seen do. You do a couple of those. A couple they're like of those. super easy, and honestly, they're really effective. Like if you're going for the, you know, you see in like albums and stuff like that a lot too, where it's like an image and it's just this glowing shape in it or something. Mm. It's really easy it's to do, and it's like it looks good for like how simple it is. It looks yeah. really good. What's the process with that? Like creating one of those types of images. It's like if you say it's very simple, could you explain it in like two sentences? I'll try to if I'm remembering it properly. Maybe three. Essentially, um, I believe white line, pen tool, whatever. Then go to like uh, your effects and go outer glow, and then you mm. just put the color of the glow. And then you just play around with how, like, you know, the distance of the glow and the intensity and the, sh- the distance of the glow, all that stuff. And then, um, and then you can go back, depending on how complex or detailed you want to be, you can do an inner glow with the same process. Whoa. Because essentially, when you look at like a lightsaber, it's a white line with like blue around it. Like right in the center, it's white. Mm, true. That's how you get a glow yeah. effect, right? It's white. That's how you make it look like really bright. And then you just it's have kind of just how your eye perceives it. Yeah. And then you have like the glow illusion of detail. Yeah. I'm sure I'm forgetting exactly how to do it, but it's not hard anyways. No. And it's always kind of cool when you like learn those little Photoshop tricks. You're like, I'm a master. Yeah. And you see someone who like recreates someone else's face. I'm like, oh my gosh. Never mind. Using like not master. slugs or snails or something. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Like, what that's are you doing? Yeah, animal. No. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I don't know. The poster came out I, without getting too corny about it either. I thought it was cool because the other posters were like, like the ZH one, the first one I did, which was like, I want to start doing posters. What do I like? Mm. Oh, ZH. You post those on Behance. I, I have the Chroma stuff. I guess that Chroma you have the was Chroma the first stuff. stuff. I was going to, but I was going to wait until I had a few and then put a few up at a time. Oh, that's right. I think we talked about this and I said the same thing. I was like, you should post them already. Yeah, I'm going to set them. I'm going to put them on my website when I set that up as well. Oh, yeah. Let's drop that. Drop that bomb. Well, I want to try and hopefully this weekend try and set the website up and spend some time building that. And I would like to have a page for just like posters. I like that. And that means that if you're listening to this and you're smart between now and Saturday, you go out and you buy Zach Watson. I'll have to try and no, and then don't, sell it to don't, Zach. Don't, don't do it! I swear to God, you can make so much. Can you imagine? I will be so pissed. Oh my God! Let's just let's just don't check and make it. sure that you are available right now. But anyways, as I was saying, I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to be saying. not emotional but emotional. Um, You're when I cry. when I did those that one, it was just because I was like, oh, I like ZHU. It's fun. I like this picture. I can do something cool with it. Boom, and then the the boat one, which is based off one of the pictures I took when we all went out, you mean Nick. And I was like, Hey, I want to use that. And then the other one was me thinking, watching a video on people talking about originality. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be 
you know, cool and do a post that makes people think. But this mm-hmm. this mood poster was the only poster so far that like I made because of like a feeling. I wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't doing it just because I wanted to show people work or what I could do. Like at that point, it was like if someone looks at it and goes mood, like it just says mood, like what? They get it. Doesn't it. even make sense. I'd be like, I don't. That's fine. Like I don't care. I was happy with it because it was like kind of like you know like a a good way of getting through kind of a just a bad mood just a just a day and i was like just this another is... day in the life of being 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 in a mood and i and i knew i was like as soon as i did it i was like man listen to the music in the dark doing design work i was like it's the way to do it. it is a mood i was in a mood so completely it came out like that and i was happy with it you know i love it it's absolutely beautiful it's a beautiful sentiment oh yeah if you're also in a mood <laughs> The best way to cure that mood is to send us an email. And you can do that by typing in on your your Gmail or your Outlook or your speak and spell, whatever it's called, and send an email to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, speak and spell as a throwback. Zachary Watson, what is the Instagram? The process underscore underscore podcast. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of The Process Podcast. It's very nice to see human beings listening to the show and enjoying it and mm-hmm. sharing it and interacting. You know, it's, the Instagram is slowly growing. It's very encouraging to see there's, you know, people trickling in from all over. A couple couple people from years above us in school have started trickling in. Yeah. A couple people from years below us have started trickling in. A couple people who we don't even know have started trickling in. Yeah. Shout out to Leonardo again, listening from Italy. If you're listening from Italy right now, like shout out, shout out to the Italians. Shout out to Leonardo from Milan, Milan. Yeah, be cool to go to Milan one day. Oh, I'd love to. Let's do it. Do a vlog. Do a do like a process podcast Milan meetup. That would be cool. I that would be so. That cool. would be uh, yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. We should. Uh, I was thinking we should like brainstorm some ideas for like a topic tomorrow, like a something we can just go on for for like an hour. Oh yeah, surely there's okay. something. I've, has to be something. I, oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Chris Doe has a uh, live stream on. Or had a live stream yeah, on for just before we started recording. How to how to how to start being successful or something like that, or how to. Yeah, I was like, oh, I should, should listen to that. Yeah, probably should. Should have just turned his turn the stream on and then put the microphone up next to it and just recorded the whole thing. <laughs> Said, yeah, we had Christo on the podcast. <laughs> Christo, take it away. Yeah, and then we just like chime in every now and then to like make it seem like we're talking to him. Yeah. It's like, so Christo, what do you think about this? It's like, well, what would you do? I don't know. I'm not you. Christo's a funny guy. I like yeah, Christo. I like him. You see, he has a book. Yeah, he has a the few. The Book of Dough? Had, the Book of Dew? He's got a few, though, I think, doesn't he? No? A couple? Probably. There was one I got an email from the future this morning about, and I was like, oh, oh. let me uh, let me see what this is all about. It's like 35 bucks US. I was like, absolutely not. $5,000 Canadian. No, literally $5,000 Canadian. Yeah. I put it into the uh, price conversion calculator. $5,000. Just Googled CAD. I Googled USD to CAD, and it was like... Thirty-four ninety-five US translates to five thousand two hundred and thirty-three dollars Canadian. That's yeah, bad. Plus tax, plus shipping. 
like a 15 grand bill just for one book. Yikes. You know, it'd be cool if we got each episode transcripted and then put into a book. Giant book. And then sold it to people. As like a, the process, the first year process. And it's like the first year of podcasts or something like that. That'd be, yeah, that'd be 365 a pages. One episode per page. That's a really small No, that small wouldn't work because they're not all the same length. And a really small font either way. Yeah. That'd be a lot of words. I mean, already we're at like, we're close to 75, 76 hours. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Which is insane. I mean, like we chatted like cumulative with Maho's episodes. It was like almost five hours. Yeah, just for those. Damn. Which blows my mind. I don't think I've ever talked to her for five hours in my life. <laughs> That's well, not true. Did then. That's not true at all, actually. But ladies and gentlemen, it has been another episode of the Process Podcast. We greatly appreciate you listening. Another thing that you can do is that if you're listening on your on your phone or whatever it is, take a screen grab, share it on Instagram, mm. tell your mates about it. Oh yeah. And tag us at the Process Podcast. You can tag Zach at Zach Zach.watson. Is that your name? Um, yes. On Instagram? I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. It's it's tagged in some of Tag the process podcast. Yeah. In, <laughs> if you're enjoying it. And share a little thing about it. A few people have done it. Uh, we had a couple, couple listeners sharing our stuff on the Instagram stories. And it's pretty cool to see. So yeah. thank you so much. And don't worry. We'll be back tomorrow for Friday. Maybe we bring some beers. Let's bring some beers. Mm. Beers for Friday. Mm, I like the idea. You know what? After that, I'm going to go and have a beer right right oh. after this. That's the plan. Beer. That's the big plan. Oh, dude. Okay, wrapping the episode up. We got beer on my mind. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We'll get, we will catch you tomorrow. See you later. Peace. Bye. Peace.